Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Before we jump into the lesson, I want to put some dates on your radar. June 11th, I will be in Las Cruces, New Mexico. There I will be doing leadership development. This is a great opportunity for anyone to bring leaders from their organization. They will literally sit there for a couple hours and we will help grow them. I will be doing the same thing on June 25th in New Braunfels, Texas, and then also on July 9th in Roanoke, Virginia. Again, This is an opportunity for you to bring leaders and just have them sit in a room. If you want more information, you can go to my website, geraldbrooksministries.com. But on August the 8th, I'm doing strategic church development. This will be in Miami, Florida. August the 8th, Strategic Church Development. This will be a great opportunity for those of you that want to move your church to the next level. And then on August 22nd, I will be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, doing the Breaking the 500 Burial with John Nuzzo. This is going to be a great event. I want to encourage you to come. That being said, today I want to talk to you about developing a leadership grid. Developing a leadership grid. In 1960, that term leadership grid was introduced. It was a couple of uh, highly motivated, intelligent business leaders who began to put into formation a grid possibility. It basically would focus on people and performance. How do you take people? How do you identify these people? How do you move them into a performance model that they can become effective leaders? Well, I want to talk to you about that today, but I want to do it with more of a spiritual lens. I want you to just look at this leadership grid, but more from a spiritual lens of how you take people and begin to move them into leadership possibilities. And so as I'm on the road, it has become clear to me that we must have leaders, that we need leaders. Our society, our world, our churches are in desperate need of godly leaders. It has become clear that as I've traveled over the last 27 months, that the greatest need in the church was for bold leadership. Now, you have to understand there is no biblical model of kingdom success without leaders being a part of it that there is no biblical model. You can't find in the Bible a model of kingdom success without leaders being a part of it. And see, that throws people because people tend to think of leadership as being a secular term. But long before there were people doing leadership studies and writing leadership books and doing leadership conferences in the business world, leadership was 
promoted in Scripture. You can go all the way back to Psalm 23 and verse 2, talking about the good shepherd. It says, he leads beside still waters. The capacity of a leader to take people to the places that they need to be so that they can achieve what they need to achieve. In Psalm 78 and 72, it says in there that David led the people of Israel skillfully and with integrity of heart. Outward leadership, inward leadership. So long before people were doing leadership conferences based on secular performance, God was announcing the need for leaders if we were going to succeed with what God wants us to do. See, the Bible's crystal clear. Moses needed leaders. For him to achieve what he needed to achieve, he needed leaders. Joshua needed leaders. For him to advance the Israel nation into what God had for them, Joshua needed leaders around him. David needed leaders. Here he was chosen to a certain position, but that position could never be sustained or maintained without a team of leaders around him. Gideon needed leaders. Leaders were needed to break the cycle of bondage that Israel had fallen into, leaders were needed. And then Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the one who could have chosen any model that he wanted to choose. And in the midst of choosing any model, what did he do? As he commenced his ministry, he began to look for potential leaders. He began to identify 12 individuals. These 12 individuals would take a journey with him. These 12 would become 70, and these 12 and 70 would be 120 on the day of Pentecost. So I want you to get the Bible paradigm. Moses needed leaders. Joshua needed leaders. David needed leaders. Gideon needed leaders. Jesus needed leaders. You need leaders. What I know is whatever you've been asked to do, you are not going to be able to do it on the scale that God wants you to do it if you lack leaders. You need leaders. You have to have leaders and you have to have leaders around you. So what we learn from Jesus is that he made it clear that he looked for leaders and he developed leaders and ultimately, he released leaders. Jesus shows us you must have a plan for leaders. You must have a plan where you introduce them, where you take a journey with them, and where you release them. This is the model. And let me say kindly to some of you, workers and volunteers are not enough. When I travel the nation, here's what I hear. We don't have enough workers. I don't have enough volunteers. Now, please understand the term volunteer is never found in scripture because it's not a biblical word. But here's what people are saying. I need people to help me. But you need more than workers. And using the secular term, you need more than volunteers. You need 
leaders. Because when you get a leader, you get the best worker and the highest committed individual. And that's what people need around them. People who can lead effectively, who are great workers and have a heart of commitment. That is what is needed. Now, if you're going to have that, you have to recognize that leadership is a journey more than a lesson. See, people will ask me, hey, can you give me a lesson on developing leaders? And what I want to tell you is it's not a lesson. It's a journey. It's an investment that is bigger than a lesson. If I had one lesson or someone else had one lesson and all of a sudden, poof, you get leaders, man, wouldn't that be fantastic? But leadership is a journey. Jesus invested for three and a half years. For three and a half years, he invested in his leaders. Leadership is a journey more than a lesson. And it's not only that, leadership is a commitment more than a job. It's a commitment more than a job. It's not just someone doing a job. See, that's where people fail. It's a commitment. When you get people committed, there's no job that they want to. There's no job that is too simple or too big because leadership is a commitment more than a job. And leadership is a heart more than it is an action. In our society, everyone wants to do something. But can I tell you, you need to have a heart. You need to have a heart that is filled with God capacity, that is committed to doing God things. So leadership is a journey more than a lesson. Leadership is a commitment more than a job. And leadership is a heart more than it is an action. And leadership is a time issue more than a crisis issue. It's a time issue more than a crisis issue. See, too many people think, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to develop leaders because they're going to tell me what their problems are and I'm going to tell them how to fix those problems. But here's the thing. It's a time commitment where, where you create proximity and opportunity for someone to begin to develop a leadership orientation. So what I want to say to you is this. Leadership is a journey more than a lesson. Leadership is a commitment more than a job. Leadership is a heart more than an action. And leadership is a time issue more than a crisis issue. But now let's take it a step further. If you begin to embrace those concepts, you're going to need a leadership grid. And a leadership grid requires owners. Several years ago, I did this message on the different kinds of people that uh, leaders tend to have around them. And I talked about the difference between a owner and a renter. See, a renter is committed for a period of time. A renter knows that they are going to move on in a short period of time. A renter knows what their responsibilities are and what their responsibilities are not. But in leadership, you need owners. So if you're going to have a leadership grid, you've got to have owners. So here's how ownership looks in our organization. Now, let me just inject here. 
I'm not asking you to duplicate what we've done. I'm not asking you to replicate what we've done. I'm asking you to understand the principles and apply them in an applicable way to what you do and how you do it. But a leadership grid starts with owners. Everyone on our team has to be an owner. Everyone on our team has to be an owner. Now, here's how it works. We have the five to one rule. The five to one rule is this. If you're over an organization, you're over the youth, you're over the children, uh, you're over the adult life groups, you're over the young marriage, you're over the college, whatever place you're over, you operate according to the five to one rule. And the five to one rule is this, is that every month you find five possible leaders, people that you think have the possibility of lead. Now, during that month, you are going to spend time with them. And out of those five, you're going to find the one. Who is the one person who has the highest leadership possibility? Now, you're going to do this not one month, not two months, not three months, not four months, not five months, not six months. You're going to do it 12 months. So at the end of 12 months, you have executed the five to one rule 12 times. So that means at the end of the year, you have found 12 leaders. Let me ask you, how many leaders did Jesus start with? He started with 12. Now, once you find those 12 leaders, everyone has to be on the same page. Everyone has to be on the same page. Now, the way that looks to us is that everyone's required those five to find the one, those one a month that become 12 are required to listen to the podcast. And the reason being is we want them on the same page. We want them feeling the same thing, hearing the same thing, thinking the same thing, so they can do the same thing. What we want to do is we want to immerse them in leadership possibility. Now, let me tell you what we're not doing. We're not saying, hey, over here, here's a job. Over there, there's a job. See, most people are not trying to create leaders. They're just trying to create workers. We're trying to create leaders because when you get leaders, there will be workers. And so they're required to listen to the podcast. This gets everyone on the same page. So how does this grid look for us? Everyone on the team has to be an owner, the five to one principle. Everyone has to be on the same page. They're required to listen to the podcast and everyone has to be in the same room. Everyone has to be in the same room. And what this refers to is once a month, Jesse Prince the lead pastor of our church, he does a leadership lesson. Now, right now, he's taking my leadership curriculum, which you can get online if you're interested, because it's the journey of leadership, interior to exterior, and he's taking one of those lessons, and he is communicating it so to everyone in the room. And so what we're doing is we're creating another 
opportunity for leadership thought to begin to be immersed in someone. So number one, everyone on the team has to be an owner. Number two, everyone has to be on the same page. Number three, everyone has to be in the same room. But that leads us to the next concept, which is this. Everyone thinks and talks it. See, all those people listening to the podcast, the leader who chose the five to get to one, they're asking them questions about it. They're helping them to identify key principles in it. And so they begin to think it. They begin to talk it. They're creating interaction on becoming a leader. They're creating interaction on becoming a leader. When I go out and I speak somewhere, usually I will sit the team down and I will describe to them what I saw, what I felt, what I learned, what my takeaways were from wherever I have just been. Whether it was a leadership meeting or it was a congregational meeting, I will begin to tell them and I will let them feel what I felt, but then I will let them ask questions. Do you have any questions about this? Why? Because you want to create an interactive moment where leaders begins to flow back and forth. You understand what they're feeling, what they're thinking. You begin to do it. Everyone thinks and talks it. But then five, if there are people who truly, truly want to become profound leaders, they want to leave a footprint, a footprint that others can follow. Everyone has an entry point. And that entry point is this. For us, it is our school of leadership. Our school of leadership where they are going to hear leadership in an in-depth and profound way. And it's going to begin to envelop their heart. It's going to consume their mind. And it is going to begin to direct their actions. See, leadership isn't something you do. Leadership is something you become. And so we're creating an entry point. And so people can come and they can begin to learn and they can begin to grasp. So we've created this opportunity for leaders to happen. Everyone on the team has to own it. The five to one rule. Find the five to discover the one. Do that every month until you have 12. Then everyone is on the same page. Everyone listens to the podcast. Those podcasts begin to immerse them in thought. Everyone has to be in the room. You don't get leaders unless you teach leadership. And Jesse teaches the leadership curriculum. And it creates an environment for leadership to begin to explode and develop. And then there, are, everyone thinks it and talks it because they begin to interact. This interaction. And then everyone has an entry point if they want to literally go deeper. This is our leadership grid. This is how we begin to take people who want to take a leadership journey and be a part of what we're doing. What I'm saying to you is for you to fulfill what God wants you to fulfill. You're going to have to figure out how you are going to introduce people. And whether you use 
our resources or other people's resources or create your own. You've got to figure it out because leadership isn't an accident. Leadership requires a plan. It's what Jesus did. He chose people. He took a journey with them. As a part of his plan, he released them. And our world was changed. What I want to say to you is we need leaders like we've never needed them before. We need leaders on a level like we've never needed them before. It's unfortunate we've left leadership to the world when leadership should be profound in the church. I hope this helps you and gives you ideas. Again, you don't have to replicate or duplicate what we do, but you need to do something. Again, June 11th, Las Cruces, June 25th, New Braunfels, July 9th, Roanoke. All these events are totally free. Bring every leader you can. August the 8th, the Strategic Church Development. It will happen in Miami. And August 22nd, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, breaking the 500 barrier. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.